Hey everybody, Culture Craig, and really excited about uh, today's episode. Not only is it great content, but it is the first episode of my podcast, so excited to be getting it out there. And for this first episode, I'm going to take some time to do a deep dive into a workshop that I recently attended entitled Scaling Intimacy, and it was put on by Jenny Sauer-Klein, and the entire focus really was on building really great events uh, and thinking about the experience. And I have to say that uh, I've seen Jenny's work and it's pretty amazing. So to have the opportunity to spend two days with her learning, deep diving was great. And also to have the opportunity to share it with all of you. Um, In today's episode, I really just call out the overall experience and some of the key points. So if this is something you're interested in, if you think about uh, events, if you put on trainings, workshops, uh, I recommend taking a listen and I hope you enjoy. Hello, hello, all of my culture friends. How are you doing? And uh, yeah, Craig here. Good to be back with you today. I want to talk to you about uh, a workshop that I just got done with. And this was Jenny Sauer Klein's uh, Scaling Intimacy Workshop. Uh, The primary focus of this uh, was two days uh, around really experienced design. And uh, what I'll share for those of you who don't know uh, who Jenny Sauer Klein is, Jenny Sauer Klein, I, I would say in, in, in my world, at least in the Bay Area, around people that put on events that are doing anything that's experiential around where humans are trying to connect, um, and, and in, a, in a really in a professional setting, uh, Jenny is, is really kind of is up there uh, when, it, when it comes to this and is so highly thought of. Um, when I first joined Culture Amp, um, we were d- definitely doing events and thinking more about events, and, and Jenny's name came up right away. Um, the, my first exposure to Jenny was at the Culture Conference, which was, I believe, run in 2017 and 2018, uh, which was Jenny's conference. And I went in 2018. That was the last year uh, the conference was was put together. And it really set the bar incredibly high for me. Um it was a very special conference. Uh, it was about 200 people, but her ability to really create an environment um, where people came together, there was true connection, but also learning. Um, it was very professional, but it was also rich and it was deep. And after that, I think I'm really happy I got to experience that before I ever really started putting together any sort of large events because I just took that in and said that this is this is at least you know what I'm shooting for, if not the starting point, and um, definitely been an inspiration to me. And I think many others, some of you listening to this, have attended events that Jenny's put on or that conference would agree um, it, w- it was something special. I'm also really happy to consider Jenny a colleague, and I've been able to cross paths with her you know over the years since then, um, and just so inspired, like I said, by her work, what she's doing, her ability. Um, she's also uh, there was the culture conference. Uh, there's also a website you can check out called Play, Play, Play on Purpose, which is basically a video uh, catalog and library of exercises and interactions that you can you can use along with you know in any sort of setting and what you're trying to do. Let's say you're trying to bring a team together for the first time, or let's say you're dealing with a dysfunctional team. Uh, you can go on there and and, and look at that. And she has all of these different exercises and things that you can do to incorporate uh, in different settings. Uh, and when I'm in her presence, it just her ability, the way she answers questions, the way she's, the way she thinks about experiences uh, and learning is, is really amazing. So it was a real pleasure to spend two days with her. 
<clears throat> and to, to, to have this opportunity to do that workshop. So, like I said, it was it was really based on uh, experience design and thinking about events or experiences that you're putting on. I keep saying events, but I'll be honest, I think so many of us and probably you out there listening, um, one sh- some shape or another are involved in building experiences. It could be a learning development person. Uh, it could be a manager putting on a training. It could be somebody that's involved in building a, an offsite or a, a half-day event or even a conference. So, so many of us fall into this bucket and there's so much really to, to be taken from these models that can be, uh, that, that transcend. So I'm going to talk about a few things today. I, you know, just some high level and, and sharing some of these, these key takeaways. Um, I will say one of the things before I even get into the details that was really great and something in, in any of our events that we're putting together is this idea of there was a lot of modeling. So not only did we talk about these concepts, but we were living them, we were enacting them, um, using them, and then reflecting on them. And I, I say that because if you're putting on an event, think about that. Think about what you're conveying, what you're trying to get across, and how are you living that in your event? How are you modeling that, right? So, you know, m- you know, maybe it was in the beginning of just simply using an exercise where people get in a circle and share something and others that will resonate can step into that circle, right? And so we opened up that way. We, we, we had a circle and there would be questions like, I flew to get here, right? And you'd step in and others could step in. You could quickly look around, see who else in the room could relate and slowly go a little bit deeper. Um, but of course, we went back to it. And we talked about that exercise and why we did that exercise. So there was a lot of doing and then revisiting um, and kind of living what we're trying to do. So if you're, let's say, um, putting together a workshop on communication, uh, try to stay away from just standing up in front and talking about communication. How do you build in exercises, activities that push people a little bit uh, to get into those areas and really use that? And it was built in really throughout the entire um, two days, a lot of the building blocks, reflections, and also seeing how the building blocks came together. So I wanted to call that out before I jumped into uh, any of the details. So let's start really with the, the premise. And, I, you know, this came up. I heard Jenny talk about this at the Culture Conference. I've seen her speak about this before, and I think a lot about this in anything I'm doing. And that is this idea of the of the, what she calls the dramatic arc. And imagine, if you will, a straight line, you know. And oftentimes on that straight line is so many of us have gone to events or been at meetings or been at conferences that just follow the straight line, Right. Welcome, check in, keynote, um, you know, second keynote, talk from the CEO, breakout, lunch, breakout, breakout, keynote, happy hour. Um, And it just kind of follows this line. There's not a lot of movement. And I think at, at a core level, there's really breaking out of that, breaking out of that mold of not putting on events like that. And I'm going to go on a limb and say that most of us, I could say that, and you would say, yeah, been there. Um, versus imagine more of a, think of a, you know, like a climbing a mountain. So an upward to a peak and then a back down. And, and that's what she talks about, this the dramatic arc, right? That there's a beginning, there's a movement, there's, you know, moving towards like that pinnacle moment, um, that peak, and then back down, which is integration and, and ending, um, and that's kind of that arc and really thinking about your, your event in that way. Now, what's interesting is this, this can be an, an infinite thing, right? There can be an arc to your two day event 
which there can also be an arc to a breakout session inside of that two-day event. So this is, you know, it's 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 really a framework to think about. But remembering that, you know, when you're building an event, think about that arc, right? So I'll give you an example of kind of that, how that might, might work, right? So think about you, the arrival. People show up, um, and the arrival really begins even before. What's it like when somebody registers for your event? What do they hear from you before the event? Do they fill something out? Do they speak to somebody? Um, that whole process. Um, and then moving into the welcome. So showing up, being welcome. How do you welcome or bring somebody in? Icebreakers, intros, um, you know, and then starting to create the context and the definitions. Is there, are there some shared language that we're going to be using in our event? Is there things that we need to, to take care of? I often think of this as like logistics. Um, and then really importantly, we'll come back to this, is the idea of guidelines or agreements. Um, I think if you think back to a lot of any, any good events you've been to, there's some sort of agreement setting, right? But that's really setting up everything for, for your event um, in moving into then to the content, right? To the, the speaker, the workshop, the exercises, uh, what it, whatever that may be. So as you really approach that, um, you're, climbing, you're climbing up towards the pinnacle, right? You, you're getting that out of the way. Consider that act one. Act two, Jenny puts it, is really when you get into the content, into what's, what's taking place, to that pinnacle moment, that moment where the information is coming together, where you're bringing multiple concepts together. There's probably some sort of physical as well as intellectual experience, um, but it's that moment where really the it's all coming together because at that point, you really shift gears uh, and then you're moving back on the other side, which is integration, right? So that's really the pinnacle integration of what just took place. How do we integrate that? Let's think about what we learned and that experience. I think of this a lot as we're moving into the action phase. So moving out of what we're learning and getting more into the action and, and, and you know, what do you want your participants to walk away with, um, right? And then into that final kind of closing. So that's your act three. So that final reflection or closing, um, Again, it's it's a good model. You know, I think about I'm I'm big into music myself, so I think about some of the bands that I really enjoy. So, uh, I like Fish, and Fish is known for doing multiple nights. Um, but if you're into Fish and you see Fish and you're kind of really experienced, there's a there's an energetic experience that that Fish does as a band, and I think a lot about this when they do these multi night runs where every single show is its own is its own energetic movement. However, if you were to attend three nights in a row. Um, they're clustered and there's really thought given to how those three nights move and interact with one another, right? So every one of those nights has its beginning, its middle, its end, it has its highlights. However, they may open with a song on night one and kind of leave it hanging and then close on night three, you know, coming back to that song. So it's just like, how do you tie those moments together, buttoning it up, having those experiences, yet always thinking about the, 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 the pinnacle moments along the way. So that's that's first. The second thing I'll talk about is uh, you know this idea of a trans transformation, right? And uh, in our events, right, at some level, that whole that whole arc is really driving towards some sort of transformation, bringing people in to your event to um, experience something, to see something differently, and walk out in some way changed. Uh, and there's a model she she talked about when around transformation, and when we're using exercises or events. And I would just say, think of three concentric circles or like a, like a bullseye or a target um, with three rings. That center ring is, is the comfort zone, right? It's where we all kind of go back to homeostasis. Um, not much change takes place there. But that next circle is the stretch zone. So the stretch zone is that place where you're being pushed a little bit. Maybe the exercise is asking you to be a bit vulnerable, to communicate in ways that you don't normally communicate, you know, do something silly, whatever it may be, right? And that's that kind of area where 
you're pushing yourself, you're stretched, think of like a, a taut uh, rubber band. Um, but if you move into that third zone, that's the panic zone, right? And that's, that's where we want to keep people away from. Uh, we want to really hang out in that stretch zone. That's where the growth happens. Um, and, you know, in any event, keeping an eye uh, on that. And I think that's tricky, especially for facilitators when we do a lot of this, when you're used to this, to really remember where your participants are and to keep an eye on that, around that, um, you know, what, z- what zone you're, where you're keeping your, your participants in. And, if you, you know, if you notice that it seems to be a bit much or people are being triggered or challenged, you can always step it back, step it back into the stretch zone, ease it out. And if you have to, just go back into the comfort zone. So if you're running an event, you're doing something, you feel like it's a bit much, it's okay. You know, trust your gut and go back to that comfort zone if you need to. And just keep an eye and think about that as you're moving through your different events on the, the you know, where you want to be in those different zones. Um, so we talked about that. And next, a quick talk about connection. Uh, Jenny, you know, talks a lot about connection in her work. Uh, I think what I really call out, you know, there's a lot to talking about connection, but I think she gave a framework that uh, is really good to think about. And it was really this idea of three keys to connection and how we how we do connect. One is physical contact, right? So there's body. We can have body connection and depending on what sort of event you run, uh, where you want to go with that. I'll give you an example. We did an icebreaker in the beginning where she had everybody think about their intention or what they wanted to get out of the event to pick a partner. And let's say mine was, you know, learning. And then what you do is take turns and you would, one person would t- turn their back and the uh, the person would write the letters of their intention on the other person's back. And the person would basically um, try to pay attention and go, okay, that was L, that was an E, an A. Um, clear guidelines in this case. I mean, you always want to think about touch and, and what you, what your what your audience. But in a case like this, this is clear guidelines. Everybody felt comfortable and there's some physical contact, um, you know, and there's different levels, different events. So, but that physical contact is one of the ways that we do connect. Um, the next way we connect is around through vulnerability. Uh, you know, being in, a, in an environment experience where people are sharing or being honest, um, and that vulnerability, I see this a lot, especially if you can create a great container and have people get open. Um, and that's more of a heart connection around the vulnerability. And then finally, there's playfulness. And playfulness is that third way we connect, when we play together, when we have fun together. Um, and Jenny puts that as, as, as the brain or the head. So you got physical is the body connection, vulnerability is heart connection, and playfulness is brain connection. Um, <clears throat> a quote she said I wrote down here, which is great. Uh, which is an Einstein quote, which is play is the highest form of research. Um, and I, I really enjoyed hearing that. It, it hit on something I think a lot about over the last couple of years, delving more and more into the workplace and performance, this idea of play. And, um, what you know, I think that we need to rethink play. I think play, when we hear play, we hear goofing off. We hear not paying attention. We hear, um, you know, oh, you're just playing a game and you're not doing work. But <clears throat> play really... Is, is one of the highest motivators and what what connects us. And how do we find play in our work? That state of flow, right? That, um, you know, we know when we're there, we're really enjoying the work that we're doing and we do it probably for free. So, you know, searching for that playfulness, which is a transition into this idea of, of play. Um, Jenny had a, had a model. I, I thought it, it was fun because, you know, again, play is a, a term I think it's often confused. It gets used in... Um, with certain connotations and I think play is a much broader word but she had this model it was like RIPE R-I-P-E was the the acronym but it's uh it's about risk right play usually involves a little bit of risk 
Um, the I is for interaction. Typically, when we're playing, we are playing with something. There's something we're playing with, either if we're playing alone, either something we're interacting with. P is for presence. So to be present when we're truly playing, we're in the moment. And E is for embody, you know, embodying um, what we're doing. And again, when you see somebody in a state of play, you know that 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 state of embodiment. So call out to to play, and you know clearly in a lot of her work and in your workshops, um, play is play is critical. Um, which leads me, I can I can segue there into my the final thing I want to speak about, which is guidelines. As Jenny speaks speaks to them, I usually refer to them as, as agreements. Um, in the reason I'm making that connection is one of Jenny's um, agreements in her workshops is if you know if, if if you're not playing, you're not doing it right. And I love that. I love that she builds play into everything she does. She builds play into this deep experiential work, but remembers that let's have fun and uh, reminder to all of us that we can have fun in our work and and, w- and what we're doing. Um, but. Talking a little bit about guidelines, um, I've been thinking a lot about guidelines myself and some of my work and creating, um, trying to create models to, to, to set up um, a scalable approach to running events where many people can, can, can run events that will have kind of a core theme. And it really is these agreements or guidelines that string them all together, that you can have lots of events, people doing different things, but those, those, those core guidelines or agreements um, bring it together and, and are the glue um, and I think Jenny really reiterated that in this training that if, if nothing else, you know, getting your guidelines and your agreements together is the most critical component to bringing together a group of people. For me, I think it's really about setting a, a container. You know, you bring a lot of people together oftentimes from different backgrounds, different expectations, um, you know, and this, this, this can be macro and micro. I mean, you know, in some ways our agreements are, are our values and organizations. In this case, it could be a two hour session where everybody comes together and, I think what guidelines do agreements create the safety um, for people, right? It's the, it's what are the boundaries here? Much like a child's always looking for the boundaries to feel safe. I think there's a, a part of us looking for that and coming to an environment and having a host or somebody that's leading it really get to it and be clear on our, our what are our guidelines or what are our boundaries um, while we're, while we're together. Uh, so, I mean, I'll give you an example. I, you know, I'm thinking a lot about uh, running sort of, 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 events where people are coming together to learn um to connect and to to think about taking action uh where you're going to have lots of different events happening what is the what is the common thread so you know one would be around that connections are made inside business is done outside right so there's a you know an idea of you know how are we going to behave when we come together for these meetings we're not here to do business but we're here to um learn and grow together and hopefully business will come outside of these meetings um, you know, we're here to create a, an environment of belonging. You belong and help others belong as well. Courage to be vulnerable. Um, explore ways to put learning into action. Um, you know, open mind. Uh, what does that one say? Basically, you know, stay open to alternative perspectives and new ideas. Um, create a culture of giving and receiving feedback. Feedback is a gift. So you can give an example. So if you show up to an event that I'm hosting and before we get started, I say, you know, okay, there's a, you know, a couple agreements here. Maybe it's something of, you know, in this, you know, speak for yourself. You know, if we're going to get personal, maybe one of the agreements is that we'll all speak from our own perspectives and stay open to the perspectives of others. Um, you know, maybe it's, we're all, you know, all here around belonging, whatever it may be. It could be, it could be professional that, you know, we'll, and just setting those guidelines. Maybe it's a contentious group and we have an agreement in the beginning that there's a, who knows, some sort of object and whoever's holding the object is, is, is the speaker. 
but when we all agree to it um then it makes it easier for the facilitator to be more of a, a referee role in that sense and say you know being able to help keep those boundaries in place um but getting those out early is, is critical and uh, you know i just that was a big highlight and takeaway for me was really thinking about these guidelines and boundaries and when we come together as humans when we meet when we when we commune um we're looking for these commonalities and we'll find them one way or another but you know as a facilitator or somebody leading an event really putting those in place and being clear on those so i spent a few extra minutes on that because i think it was stood out to me as being very important so those are the highlights i wanted to share from this training um i hope that's helpful and there's some nuggets in here if you're going to go run an event yourself uh, again jenny sour klein should be on your radar you can check out her, her play on purpose website you can find more information about her she's running workshops um into the future so again if this resonates highly highly recommend i think you will find that you will get great content as well as you will make amazing connections and and come together with others um you know the, the people i met i know that i will stay in touch with so it was really great around that and um yeah i hope something came from this for you if you know share it with somebody else that may be doing this sort of work and just really great to be able to channel the, the amazing work that she's doing and help spread that with others so uh, again i hope this was helpful and let me know if you have any questions reach out to me um and hopefully we'll be in touch so thanks for for following uh, and it's great to just be engaged with my fellow culture activists so until the next uh edition of our podcast i bid you well and i look forward to bringing you more great content in the future thanks a lot and have a great day